Welcome to the Generation Voids podcast, The Retail Warzone. So let's get into the nitty gritty. So Alex, what's your take on payroll? What's my take on payroll? The first job I ever worked at where you was my manager, I not once got a raise and I worked minimum wage, $7.25 an hour, literally the three years that I worked there. First thing we're going to do, we're going to get into payroll. And it's an important issue because I've said this previously on a couple of streams. Retail managers usually have access to a report called a profit and loss statement. And a profit and loss statement basically is like the equivalent of back in the day when we wrote checks, your checkbook. All right. It shows what all the money you brought in is, and then it weighs against all of your expenses. Now, the thing with the profit and loss statement in retail is it's split in two. You've got one section that's called uncontrollable expenses or fixed expenses. And those are things you can't do anything about according to the company you work for. That's things like advertising budgets, um, the rent on the building, the taxes on the building, um, the, the power, the water, all those things. Even though, you know, if, if you're not taking care of your building um, and don't realize you have a water leak, you are kind of responsible for the water bill. But they look at that as like stuff that corporate just automatically pays, no questions asked. Now, the interesting part about that is you have a second category. It's called controllable expenses. And that usually houses things like supplies. So if you're a manager and a retailer and you need receipt tape, or you need bags, or you need cleaning supplies, or things of that nature, that's a line item on controllable expenses that you as a manager actually impact. The saddest part of a profit and loss statement is, regardless of what company tells you that their employees are the heart and soul of their businesses, the number one line item on most profit and loss statements is either labeled payroll or labor. And what that is, is the amount of hours or money they're allotting to you to run your business. Now, when I've said in the past that people are controllable expenses, that's a hundred percent correct. No matter what kind of PR BS these companies try to put out and tell you that, oh, Sally Joe Cashier is so important to us. No, she's not. Not at all. She's only important until the profit margins start to dip or sales start to dip. And they're like, oh, well, Sally Joe Cashier, she was really great. But unfortunately, because the company as a whole starting to tank, she used to work 30 hours a week. Now we got to cut her down to 20. So to give you an idea for all you people that haven't worked retail that's walked into stores and been like, where the hell is everybody? Why can't I find anybody to help me? Why? why, And Hey, Steve. Yeah. Yeah, Just real quick. uh, Could you flash that image up? I'm going, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to here in just a second. So you're getting ahead here, Alex. So when you walk into these stores, especially real big box retailers, like at the very beginning, the stream starting screen was Picard saying, you know, why does this place have 34 registers, but only three are open? There's a reason why. And I'm going to show you, I, I typed this up today. This is from memory to the best I could recall. Um, and I used a dollar store situation because it's smaller numbers because I didn't want to put up like real big numbers or whatnot. You know, it gets a little confusing. But if you look at what I'm about to post and you just kind of proportionately shift it, it's the same every retailer you work at. Now, full disclosure, in my entire career, I've only worked at one retailer that I felt like 
payroll was generous and adequate. And it far passed any other retailer I ever worked for. Uh, I'm not going to give you the specific company, but I will tell you that they were part of the TGX family of stores. Um, absolutely fantastic what they did with payroll. They did do it in dollars instead of hours. Most of everywhere I worked was just hours. So I've got this that I did today, and we'll go through it to hopefully make you understand why when you walk into some of these stores, there's nobody there to help you. So if you take a look at this, hopefully everybody can read it. The number of total employees in the store is 14. The amount of hours that you're allotted, and that's per week, is 230 hours. All right? Now, in the old days, a lot of retailers didn't count management salaries into that, but some genius in the retail brain trust somewhere decided, whoa, that's labor too, so we should count that. And that really screws a lot of store managers and a lot of stores because for years, management salaries were expenses that weren't controlled. They were fixed expenses. They'd be up there with like the power and the rent. It was just something that you expected to have to pay. But somewhere along the line, they decided, nope, we're going we're gonna to do that. So if you take a look here, you've got 230 hours to operate your store in a week. Under management hours, you've got a store manager who works 40 hours a week, and you've got two assistant managers that work 35 hours a week apiece. So that's 110 hours gone right there. Uh, in this particular situation, we had off-hour stocking. So those people working weren't there to help customers. They were there just to unload a truck, work the product to the floor, and go home. Well, that was 40 hours a week. So when you do the math there, the hours left after all that to operate your business were 80 hours. Okay? So that store is open seven days a week from 9 a.m. till 10 p.m. Uh, typically, you'd have to have people there an hour before, so you'd have employees in the building at 8. And on a good night, you'd have people there till 1030. So you've got to account for that in your budget. So you figure, all right, cool, seven days a week, I've got 80 hours. You divide that up, and that gives you 11.42 hours per day for cashiers, customer service, etc. And you're open more than 11.42 hours. Then conversely, if you take the management out of the equation and the guys and gals that are working on your trucks, that leaves you seven employees out of that 14 that are left over to get the leftovers, all right? That means these people are only getting 11 and a half hours per week at a minimum wage of 7.25 per hour. And people wonder why they complain about their wages are too low or why retailers turnover is so high because who the hell can live off 11 and a half hours per week on 725 per hour? The answer to that is nobody. So you wind up getting burnt out employees cause they're loyal to you. They like working for you. They'll work their 11 and a half hours there. Then they've got another job elsewhere. And sometimes they're working three jobs and that makes scheduling very complicated. So after you, you figure all this in, what does that actually look like to a customer? Okay, so that means you've got one manager that comes in and opens the store that works eight to six. You've got a closing manager that comes in and works 1230 to 1030. You've got an- uh, and That is so tangible. Oh yeah. And then you've got an opening cashier for a five hour shift from nine to two, a closing cashier from four to close. So that gives you a gap of two hours in the day. So from two to 4 PM, the two managers that are there, they cover that gap. And typically during this whole thing, you're doing enough business to where two people are going to be up front running a register. That means a manager and a cashier. So if you look at that, this store in particular only had three people in the building three employees working from just 1230 to two and 2 PM to six. This also included weekends when it's the busiest. And as it says here, this is a simplified version of why there's never anyone to help when you shop. And unfortunately this is just a sad reality. Now a caveat to this 
also, when you look at management hours, the store manager is only booked for 40. But guess what? You're salaried. And they expect you to work whatever you need to. And even though you're only being charged as 40 hours, you're required to schedule yourself for 45 or more. So think about that a minute. Just to kind of put in perspective, people will say, oh, it's a dollar store. I had a manager one time laugh at me. He's like, oh, how much did you do on Saturday? Oh, we did $4,500. Oh, well, said retailer I worked with, we did $12,000. Well, that's great. Your average price of merchandise is a lot higher. I worked at a dollar store where everything's a dollar. That means we sold 4,000 pieces of merchandise from 9 a.m. till 10 p.m. You have any idea what that does to your store? How it empties it out? And then if you go back and look at the fact these are the hours we're operating on, you cannot recover from that. So like I said, it's kind of the same thing that, you know, bigger retailers, you'll go into, we'll, we'll, you, we'll just use Walmart as an example. We see how many registers they have strung out across and you know they might have two or three running and then everybody got really smart on the retail side of it and said hey let's start self checkouts now for me personally i love self check checkouts I, I would rather use them because you know sometimes the speed at which my wife will say this i'm i'm always moving like i've got somewhere to be even though i don't and i'll use a self checkout I, I it's it's just quicker for me I, i'm just ready to get in and get out but however, the real reason behind self-checkouts is because you don't have to pay people. And any retailer who tells you otherwise is full of shit. So for you... But they do have to pay somebody to be able to do the overrides and whatnot, and somebody has to at least watch the area. Okay, so you go into a store that has self-checkouts. For instance, we'll use Wally as an example. And let's say they've got two pods of 10. That's 10, so it's 20 self-checkout units with one person manning both, okay? But, yeah, but, ha you but having a lot more production out of one person. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. It's not about production, Alex. It's about saving money. So you have two people, one on each end, monitoring your self-checkouts. There's 10 on one end. There's 10 on the other. It's a whole hell of a lot cheaper to have 10 machines that you use yourself than to have 20 cashiers. Yeah, exactly. So that's what I that's what I'm oh, okay. trying to say. Yeah. Here. So and and back on your little on your the example, mm -hmm. I read Hero's comment. Um, yeah, that is absolutely not including a thirty minute or an hour oh. or God forbid you have a thirty. But minute here's the catch. Plus here's the catch. Somebody just takes. Longer. Here's the catch on that. Most of these retailers now have gotten wise to what break laws are. You're only allowed to oh, really? you're only allowed to schedule your employees five hour shifts. They don't get a lunch. <laughs> it, never buy into that said retailer is like the pinnacle of customer service and that they're they they their employees come first because it's bullshit all the way around. Number one, if you've got self checkouts, even though I like using them, that's a lie. You know, it, it's just, yeah, exactly. Four hours and 45 minutes. They get a 15 sometimes. So there's all little tricks, you know, that retailers come up with to make sure that their profits are still there. I'm going to throw up a slide here in a minute. Um, one person manning four. Correct. Correct. Um, so... For you Karens out there who walk in and you can't get anyone to help you and you've got your, may I speak to the manager haircut going on, do us all a favor <laughs> and put that energy where it needs to go. Start emailing these companies. Start leaving messages on their social media that if the customer experience is so important to them, why don't they have more people in the building to take care of it? 
don't bitch at that store manager who who hears it 25 times a day and he has to sit there or she has to sit there and take that beating and it's nothing that they can control you know i understand i understand that people want to get upset and rowdy because they don't get things their way but come on guys you got every right to be mad that's fine just make sure you project it at the right place don't project it to the person with the name tag there in front of you they don't know they don't care they're trying their best to take care of you start taking it up the ladder uh yeah yeah i agree with that fully and um but the problem is steve is people will walk into a store and they all either want to check out at the exact same time or they just simply don't want to wait. Like they'll come in on a Saturday, busiest time, and just expect to be able to check out instantly. When in actuality, if Walmart kept 35 people up running registers, you'd have just a lot of people really just standing there in dead payroll. Well, here's the reality about I mean, the, the payroll they expect you to use for all you people out there to complain about that and there's nobody there to help you it's because 90 percent. well i'm that's probably too high we'll, we'll say 75 percent of the actionable payroll or labor hours in those buildings are used on a receiving team and a stocking team to get product to the floor and the standards at which a lot of these retailers hold people to I, they'll have these studies of like, okay, we're going to start loading a truck this way and you should be able to get this truck done in X amount of hours with X amount of people without fail. And every one of those I've ever had to deal with, I'm like, who the hell were they using to do this? Like the justice league, because every, I mean, people get sick. People are tired. People don't feel well. I mean, you're not going to work you know, at 110% every single day because there's this thing called life that happens. And if you mock stores, exactly. Mock stores are the worst thing that ever happened. Um, just simply because, you know, it's, it's exactly what it is. It's, it's a mock. It's not real. And it's just one of those deals where when people come in, you know, yeah, there, there's payroll getting spent, but it's not being spent on the customer experience. And once again, I will tell you, they're full of shit if they tell you it is. Because the majority of payroll goes to getting the trucks in and out the door and merchandise on the shelf. Because their thinking is, if it's not on the shelf, nobody's going to buy it. We're not really worried about if we've got enough cashiers to ring it up. We just need to make sure it's out there. People people will get pissed off and wait in line, and they might be angry. And if they call us, we're going to give them a $25 gift card. But, hey, they bought that piece of junk from China that they wanted so damn bad for us. Yeah, but at the end of the day, as long as that money's going into the registry. Bingo. Exactly. That's that's all they care about. And a $25 gift card to one random Karen compared to ten grand worth of sales that happened in an hour, it's not... It's not that big of a loss. To no, it's not. I mean, there again, they've got, believe it or not, they've got that shit budgeted too. You know, these, these, oh, yeah, these, no, these corporate no offices, I'm sure, have a, a budget for like customer relations. Are they just handing out free money just, just to, to blackmail people? You know, they, you know, you, you can get a, a Karen come in the store, raise hell, get somebody about damn near fired. The employee did everything they were supposed to do correctly. They didn't do anything wrong except sit there and take this person's abuse. And corporate's going to side with the customer just from the PR standpoint and keep it moving. That's all they're going to do. Yep, because the dollar sign, the dollar signs that can come out of a customer's wallet from another company, take that because, you know, they want to use other people like where they come from, from their job. Like, for instance, like, Walmart is after Target's customers, just for instance. Well, after their employees, I just because they're they're a lot less likely to buy from their home store versus somewhere else. I, I, I would really, really challenge anyone that's watching this to go to our Facebook page and read the blog that I posted about the customer experiences, like snake oil. 
because not only is it eloquently written, it's 100% factual and it breaks it down pretty well. Um, I think it's sad for anybody to walk into a store and think that they're actually that important to the business because they're not. You're just you're just a dollar sign. You're you're just a coin in the till. You're not special. Yeah, you you as one, it's it's people as a collective group. Yep. So you know, if like if we as people, you know, could talk about hey, you know, Walmart, maybe we need to figure out a way to get a better checkout system, then they'll do it if you actually do it as a group versus you know going in there is one caring going in there and just complaining out of well i mean i think i think does i think the anger is always displaced the anger should be at the corporate entity it should never be at the store level and if it it, never be at an individual yeah if we could convince people and convince the general public that they're that they're taking the wrong route if they really want change and they won't really want action quit messing with people in the stores man you got somebody in there working, you know, 10, 15 hours a week, wondering where their next meal's coming from for seven twenty-five an hour. They don't have time, nor do they deserve to take your bullshit at all. Why? Why you as the customer, you're walking in there with your stimulus check to buy a new TV. That right. You exactly. And, and, you know, it's, it's just, I mean, it's a terrible situation. And like I said, once again, I will say it. Retailers want you to think that the customer experience is so important, but retail employees are a controllable expense. And the moment their margins start going down or their sales start going down, they're not going to cut their salaries. They're not going to cut their corporate office personnel. They're going to cut people in the stores. 50% off final final sale. sale. (laughs) Yep. And you know, it's, Oh, side note. Just want to throw this out here. Alex, would you like to know yes, what the most annoying thing I had to deal with in retail? What's that? Mine was Leo. No, 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 no. Lamal? Working in a dollar store and people coming up to you saying, How much is this? <laughs> You have signs all around the, the, the ceiling. Everything's a dollar. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Reading is, is, is fundamental. But anyway. But yeah, so I, it's it's snake oil, man. And I, I've got something I'm getting ready to post up here. Uh, I hope everybody can read it. It seems like you should be able to. This was something that came out at the end of last year. And there's a great caveat. There's There's a twist to this one. And it shows profits versus what companies did for their employees during the pandemic. Okay. It gives you like, Ooh, it gives you like boy. the three top ones, which there's a twist to that one. I can't wait for that. And then it gives you the three bottom ones. Now, mind you, these are six of the most profitable companies in the United States. Okay. So we ready? All right. Here we go. Yeah, hit me with it. All right. This is major retail companies COVID-19 compensation to workers during the pandemic ranking. This was done by the Metropolitan Policy Program at the Brookings Institute. All right. So I don't know if you guys can read the fine print. I know from where I'm sitting and how I have this displayed in the control center, I can't necessarily see it. But you can at least see. Is James Cochran still in the chat? (laughs) Hold up. Hold up. So. So here we go. So you look at this and it gives you the top three and then the least generous. All right. The top three, number one, Best Buy, they did such and such as far as bonuses and Hey, they went ahead and we're going to start paying everybody $15 an hour. Funny story coming in a minute. Number two was target target. Typically when it's not a politically based statement, which we, we shy away from that here. Target does a pretty good job taking care of their people. Um, and their stores are always in great shape. And the number three, Home Depot. Okay. So starting wage at Target at that point, if I can take my old eyes. Alex, does that say 15 an hour? 
It says 11 an hour. No, at Target. Oh, at 15? Yeah. All right. So Home Depot's 11 an hour, right? Correct. All right. So the least generous. Look at number 10 and number 12. They make more money yeah. than God. All right. I mean, <laughs> they they are the most prosperous businesses on the faces of God Green's God's green earth. So Amazon starting hourly wage. Does it say 15, Alex? Yes, sir. All right. And Walmart says what? Is that 11? That says 11. Okay. CVS is 11. CVS is 11. And Dollar General is eight. eight. All right, Alex, if you can read that, kind of go over um, Amazon and Walmart, that bottom paragraph. What, what do those say? Amazon and Walmart, I got to get like up close to my screen because I have, you know, glasses. But Amazon provided $2 an hour hazard paid from mid-March through the end of May and a one-time $500 bonus in July. The company could have quadrupled the hazard paid it gave frontline workers and still earned more profit than the previous year. All right. Now read Wally. Oh, my. Walmart has earned blockbuster profits. <laughs> Stimulus check TVs. Yep. Let's go. But offered workers among the smallest pay bumps. Walmart provided one-off bonuses to frontline workers worth $300 each. For full-time worker in April, June, and August, I'd say full-time worker. Uh, the company nearly earned five billion in additional profit this year, more than four times the amount of money <laughs> the company spent on COVID-19 bonuses for frontline workers. That is your biggest retailer. Yes, that's the biggest retailer. All right, so so read best read Ooh. Best Buy. Best Buy is interesting. Read read that. Best Buy offered $2.50 appreciation pay from late March to early August, then raised starting pay permanently to $15 an hour on August 2nd, up from the average $11 an hour for cashiers after ending hazard pay. So, hey, look, they look like they're treating their employees just A+. Plus, right, Alex? They're the best. Correct. They're the best of the best. They're tied with Target, right? Right. Fast forward to now. Plot twist. <laughs> from retail wire oh, best buy late last week laid off some in-store workers and told others their weekly hours would be reduced as digital increasingly drives the chain sales growth according to the wall street journal one employee told the paper that he quit because he could no longer accumulate enough hours to qualify for insurance i'd like to go back to the last episode talking about 15 dollars an hour what did I say they were going to do? <laughs> They're going to pay $15 an hour for a PR purpose and turn around and cut their employees' hours so it doesn't really matter. Um, customer shopping behavior will be permanently changed in a way that is even more digital and puts customers entirely in control to shop how they want. All right, so go down underneath the little ad there. It says, Best Buy's third quarter comp sales jumped 23%. Driven by a 174% spike in e-commerce, online sales doubled to 35%, up from 16% a year ago. Okay, sure, it's a pandemic. People are going to buy online. And really and truly what this comes down to is the fact that Best Buy is finally pissed off the people are walking in and trying out the merchandise and going home and ordering off of Amazon. And who pays for that? The associates. So, so, so let's go back real quick. Oh, look, Best Buy, number one, right? Yeah. And here we are. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, it's all snake oil. It's all bullshit. It's easy, easy to be number one when you don't have no employees. Correct. And, you know, they bragged about being one of the first retailers to jump on this $15 an hour bandwagon uh, back last year when they were doing it. But like I said in the last video, there are going to be tons of companies that say, oh, yeah, we're, we're, like I said, if they pass the $15 hour minimum wage tomorrow, every retailer in the world will do it and they'll brag about, yes, we think everybody deserves that, but they're going to cut everybody's hours down 
to make sure at $15 an hour, they're only making what they were making when they were making $7.25 an hour. It's all bullshit. It's it, yep. it's it's snake oil. Has always been snake oil. Will continue to be snake oil until the retail shoppers unite, quit yelling at store employees, and go to corporate and say, "Hey, where's this world class customer experience you're promising me?" Because newsflash, yeah, because I can go to Amazon. And I can literally read uh, just other customer reviews and I can get anything I want from Amazon. Correct. Instead of having to get out in the pandemic and put myself at risk. Absolutely. Why Why would I as a customer want to walk into a Walmart when I can just order it online? Yeah. I mean, and, and, and you know what's even sadder is why do companies have higher online prices than they do in-store prices? For instance, Alex, when I bought my Razer Kia, my camera online it showed ninety nine dollars. In the store, I got it for seventy nine. World class customer experience. So your online customer means less to you than your in house customer. So go figure. And yes, Amazon. Yeah, Amazon was bottom on the bottom of the list. Bezos making more money than God. You know, he's got his own space program. I mean, come on. He's building rockets and shit. And uh, Steve, I do I do want to answer Russell Zom's question. Real go quick, ahead. Because it's just been catching my eye. Go ahead. So essentially, each Walmart, like there'll be five to a zone. And hilariously enough, a Walmart, like almost right next to the other Walmart, will not be part of the zone. But the one 50 miles down the street will. And it's all priced based on their zones. Because... I live here in Hiram, the one in Hiram Mm -hmm. and the one in Dallas. Two different zones. They're two different markets. Yep. And you can get things cheaper, the one in Dallas sometimes. Well, you know, the one thing I do want to do is, look, we're using Walmart as as an example because a lot of people shop there. But we're not, I'm not beating up on Walmart. It's everybody. I mean, it's, it's across the board. Whether it's yeah, not at all. We here at the Generation Void, we personally like to shout out all you frontline workers. Yeah, uh, we know you feel your pain. I I am the employee. I know exactly what you go through. Steve is the manager. He he knows what y'all go through. Plus the manager side of things, and it's tough. It, it sucks. It's honestly tough. and and to give you an idea how bad the management part sucks. As soon as here in just a second, we're gonna go into employee reviews and why they're terrible. Um, you're going to understand why as a store manager, it's, it, it grays you quickly. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into reviews, Alex. Um, what do you have to say about employee reviews? Employee reviews. So every time I've ever gotten an employee review, I never get to see my score for one. And for two, I, only ever got a raise at my most recent job plus my third job i want to say but the thing is is you know you get in there oh you're doing an excellent job you know like yep keep it up here's five cents yep all right real quick kira like how is that gonna keep hold on a second kira from personal experience working for an off-price retailer even after working for the company for 10 years most people still didn't make even 13 dollars an hour after those 10 years even with a starting rate for a department co being nine dollars an hour correct (laughs) they're not they're not going to pay people what they're worth they're only going to pay enough to keep them that's it they're going to outprice the market pay for instance for that retailer you know, let's say your direct competition is maybe Ross. Ross don't pay shit and isn't going to pay shit, period. So TJX says, oh, we're good. You can't go somewhere else and make more money. We got you. That's how that works. Um, Alex, as far as reviews go, here's a little known fact for employees. There are several people out there who work their asses off day in, day out. They're 100% devoted to the job. They show up religiously. They're the first person to ask for more hours. They're the first person you call when you have a call out because you know they'll be there. 
95% of all the retailers I have worked for in the past 25 years, let's say you have a review system where you can rate an employee from one to five and you have an employee that's all fives, you are not allowed per corporate to rate somebody all fives, period. You are probably because that would be showed as like bias no, or something. No, not at all. It's to save money. Now, oh, now, there, sure, there's some situations where you get into like a good old boy network, and you've got situations where somebody hires a friend or whatnot, and uh, we're just gonna give. Them, I can see where that comes into play, but that doesn't happen as much as you think. It strictly comes down to the fact you are not allowed to score your best employee off of performance, all positive marks. You are required to give them negative feedback, even though they may be leaps and bounds above everyone in your building. And they deserve every bit of it. Retail, like that's, that's crazy. Yeah, retail companies do not allow it. Retail companies try to use this reverse psychology bullshit saying, well, everybody can improve. But if I was to call the corporate office and said, hey, you guys could improve too, I get fired. So I made a comment on one of the last streams about the way you make more money in retail is to bounce from retailer to retailer. Okay. You know, you get a certain salary as a manager and, you know, you've kind of hit the ceiling and you read heroes yeah, chat. Yeah. And Kira, you're a hundred percent correct. Having that conversation with your best employees, I've had it and it sucks, man. It's terrible because you've got people that are bought in to really shitty circumstances that they're your ride or die, man. They do anything for you, and you cannot properly reward them for that. And retailers use all sorts of cute little things. Some retailers give this thing called a four box, and then and you get it's like giving store managers homework. It's like, really, what the fuck is this shit? I mean, they 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 make it difficult to give people an honest review. It's just like interviews. Interview questions are, st are, are are stupid these days. Please tell us about a time that you did something you were proud of. Really? Oh, and can we talk about the assessments that you have to fill well, out just to get an application? No, well, that that's another episode. We're just doing reviews right now. So, oh, that's another episode. So, okay, I got you. so yeah, I mean, you've got employees that deserve max scores across the board, and you are one hundred percent blocked from human resources and corporate to rewarding your associates appropriately. And then you have to have hard conversations with people that like hero said, be sure to coach them during the review. You know how shitty it is to have an employee that's like a ride or die employee that does everything for you. And you're already pissed off because you know, you can't give them what they deserve but you're expected to coach them and make them feel like there's something they could do better. More snake oil, more bullshit. And what happens is it's percentages. You get a percentage of what your hourly wage is. And the max percentage I've ever seen is 2%. Do the math. What's 2% of minimum wage? I mean, you've got people busting their asses for you day in and day out. And you have to look at them straight in the face. They've got kids. They've got bills. They're struggling. You know, you do me a really great job, but you're only getting a nickel an hour. That's a slap in the damn Steve, face, man. You want to know what the 2% of 725 is? Let's hear it. One cent. One fourteen cents. Snake oil. That's why I said one, but fourteen cents. Snake oil. You employees don't matter as much as they want you to think you do. You only matter when you're doing the work for them they want you to do. 
but you don't matter when it comes time to pay you. Retail is a dark and really dirty business. It's filled with backroom deals. It's filled with good old boy networks. There's clubs that you'll never be a part of. There's clubs you may be a part of. And when you become a part of those clubs, you 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 feel dirty. And if you don't, you should. It, it's it's all bullshit. It's 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 more political than Congress, man. It's not about Kira Christine. Oh my! Correct. I worked for that same the highest raise I could. Yes, give. I worked for that. I worked for that same company. Five cents. I worked for that same company. And and Kira, you you'll remember we were told at least one category. You had to ding them. They 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 couldn't they and couldn't get positive all the way across. Good luck enjoying that thirty five cents because taxes well, is just well, gonna yeah. eat it so, away. So so look at it. So all right, you're making let, let's just say you're making nine dollars an hour. You just went up to nine thirty five an hour. It, it you look at that and you're like, are you kidding me? Because I think really and truly, I think. A level employees, it should get at least a dollar. I mean, when you start hitting seventy five cents up to a dollar an hour, then I think you're actually moving the needle. But very, but you know, like Kira just said, corporate approval, you know, thirty five <laughs> cents, twelve bucks a week, right? You know, in retail, for people that don't work it. It is the, one of the hardest jobs out there. It is stressful. It will ruin. If you're a manager, it will about damn near ruin your social life and your home life because you're just pissed off and angry all the time. The amount. And as an employee, you will become an introvert. Yeah. Fast. I mean, Alex, you have, you have no idea the amount of sleep I've lost or the amount of dreams or nightmares I've had. Where oh, where dude, I'm thinking about I've became, got shit I've got to get done and it, it it's it's awful, dude. When I became um, a supervisor for uh, a specific one, you probably should know the one. But I absolutely would have nightmares because I'd just be seeing the next day's truck reports just in my head, and I would literally just be seeing the pallets like just out the corner of my eye trying to sleep. Right, because you don't sleep and. You know, my manager expected a ridiculous amount of me because I got told, you better have that truck unloaded by 2.30, even though y'all come in at 2. Gotta have everything set up. Oh, wow. Was that the person I imitated? That is not. Oh, okay. That is one me and Mystery Man were very, very familiar with this one. Kira, retail PTSD is a real thing. And I'm thank I'm thankful for you that you got out. You were great. You had a great attitude. Um, you 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 had retail hadn't killed your spirit and soul yet like it had me when I met you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it it's a thing. I mean, it's it's terrible. I mean, uh, the physical tolls. Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm six five. All right, I'm tall. I got bad knees. I mean, walking around these buildings all day long, I I get off work, and you know I'd sit down and get up, and it's like, oh god, I'm like eighty years old. This sucks, man. <laughs> you know, but and and I've pretty much decided that at this point in time, as I go down this retail war zone path, I'm going to get blacklisted by the industry. But I really don't fucking care because people need to know the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck for me as well. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I could find a job. I'm just saying that this this is, you know, they will have you doing a task meant for three or four people by yourself. 100%. I said in one of our other streams, I had to unload a 52 sem, 52 foot semi by myself two or three times at my last big retail yeah. job by myself and still got it done in less than three hours. Take that, young people. The closest I ever had was I, um, as a supervisor, it was a snow day. One other person come in with me. We had to unload two. Packed all the way full. That was rough. 
<laughs> yeah. That was shit rough. sucks, man. But hey, we got it done. All right, so there's there's why your your reviews suck. You just know if you work in retail and your review rolls up, don't don't be expecting a lot. All right, so now Alex brought up this idea to do a tier list of retailers, and we picked out fourteen retailers and we ranked them. And I'm getting ready to throw this up on screen, and we're going to discuss why we ranked what now full disclosure myself i ranked these stores based off three things one overall store conditions two in stock position three customer service you ready alex i ranked mine yeah i ranked mine just based off of the cleanliness of the store no you did not is it a pleasant experience is it a pleasant experience that would go into the store and shop? And there was a little bit of bias in there. I'm not going to lie. And I'm a gamer. So, you ready? You know. You ready, Alex? Let's do Let's this. Let's do it. Let's go. All right. On the left side, you see Alex's. On the right side, you see mine. Alex, let's talk. We'll just go down your, go down your list and tell me why. Well, I'm going to start with F, obviously. Kmart. <laughs> By the way, Alex, I, I checked. I checked. There are there are only 30 Kmarts left in the world. Yeah, I can see why. Literally nothing, nothing left. It had to go in F tier, trash, the worst. Dude. This has got me confused that you have me on the left side, by the way, because I'm like, I didn't rank Kroger that low. I did that on purpose. Dollar General. Awful. You walk in there and, and you just feel like, like good luck trying to check out. You can really, honestly, you could just in theory just walk out with anything you ever wanted, but I'm never going to do that personally, but also I love that I'm like talking with my hands still and just, but we got a tier list up. But anywho, Coles, I work there. One day, store is awful. Eight Coles, overpriced. They have no identity. It's got clothes and just a bunch of random other stuff in there. Horrible. Hobby Lobby. It's ranked low for me. The store is kind of eh looking. But you can only get arts and crafts. Party City. Worked there one day. <laughs> Trash. But it was lit around Halloween time when they were still around. C tier. Walmart. Has everything. You can go into Walmart. Clothes. Everything. But you get the most wild stories from Walmart. Not a great customer experience, though. And most stores are not great looking. Five below. Greatest. I don't know why. Actually, I did put it ahead of Dollar Tree. It's just like a slightly better Dollar Tree. Go in there and get anything you need. Novelty for cheap. Best place to buy movie candy, by the way. Dollar Tree. Decent store, very cheap. Are these ranked from a perspective of a customer? Yes. Yes, as from my perspective, that's why I said there's a little bias, because I'm not going to lie, I was kind of pissed off at a couple of these. <laughs> but Dollar Tree, lots of things you can get in there for cheap, and typically there is people working. So, decent. Best Buy. Best Buy would be ranked higher, but here as of recent, no staff in the store. No staff in a store at all. You have a cashier. Shocker. Kroger. Good. Decent grocery store. It's poor man's Publix. Target. Target is the greatest, is the best overall, like, all-purpose retailer, in my opinion. They may be a little on the expensive side, 
However, always a pleasant experience to go into Target. Shelves are neatly stocked. You can get all, they they do the buy two, get one free. For Target stuff like video games, excellent. Publix, the nicest grocery store you will ever walk into. Perfectly clean. Only reason why it isn't S because you can't buy video games from it. Game stocks. Enough said. Second Charles. I love going in there. Great experience. You can buy literally any retro anything you want in there. All kind of novelty items. This is biased as hell, though. Second and Charles being up there, it should realistically be B tier, but it's S tier for me. All right. All right. My turn. If y'all would like to vote that my tier list is better, uh, even those of you on Facebook, I'm actually have the Facebook stream up, so I'll be able to see all the chats. But um, yeah, go ahead. You ready? Uh, just let me know which one's better. My turn. You ready? Hit me, Steve. All right. So we'll go F. Kmart. They have 30 locations left. Uh, quite a few years ago, they had 3,700. I don't really think I need to go any further than that. We'll just leave it at that. Dollar General. <laughs> Dollar General is a company that takes advantage of urban markets. Um, and their store conditions show it. Uh, in the area that I'm in, the dollar generals are putrid they're terrible um they're not somewhere you would shop to feel safe <laughs> they're not somewhere you would shop especially with covid right now walking into a dollar general would feel like you should have shopped there with a hazmat suit on <laughs> and payroll there's never anybody there either and and their payroll model similar to dollar tree so we we went over why that's the case E tier, Dollar Tree. Okay, Dollar Tree's hit or miss depending on where you go. Um, some locations are amazing. I have a friend named Kim. Her store is always in great shape. Yet there's other stores you go into, hazmat suit territory. It is a crapshoot with a dollar store. A lot of it has to depend on where, and I've seen some really nice ones. We've seen some nice ones in North Carolina. We've seen some great ones in Georgia. There was one that we went to one time, and my wife and I walked through. We're like, holy shit, is this Dollar Tree? I mean, it was amazing. It was like, wow. I mean, it, it was like Target level in a dollar store. Uh, Party City. Party Cities, everyone I've been into is just a shit show. Um, it, they're, they're just a party supply equivalent to Dollar Tree and Dollar General. Um, at least for the most part these days, they have helium and can sell balloons, <laughs> but they're not overall well kept. Um, fun fact, I interviewed for Party City, um, a few years ago and one of the stories I told him and it probably knocked me out of running for getting the job. But I went into the store to scope it out to see, like, do I really want to get into this mess? And it just happened to be a day. I worked there one day. <laughs> it just happened to be a day that the <laughs> manager decided to quit and walk out. And I got to hear the entire conversation while this guy quit. And I was like, uh, just to let you guys know, y'all got some problems there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, D-list, Kroger. Um, Kroger is far more worse than the poor man's Publix. A- they started out the pandemic treating their employees great and then turned around and screwed them. B, Kroger is the equivalent to a chain we have in South Carolina called Bilo. It just it just feels dirty. It just feels not above board. It it, it doesn't feel right. It, 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 it feels like there's a whole lot of cutting corners. Um, and yeah, their prices are great, but it doesn't take away the fact that there's some really shady shit going on in there. Um, and like I said, most of what I'm doing mine on are based on store conditions, really and truly being a store manager. Walmart, in my area, they're terrible. Absolutely awful. Fun story. My wife was in a Walmart um, about a week ago. As she walked through an aisle in the kids' craft department, I believe, she noticed some bananas that were laying there. 
a week later, a friend of hers texts her and says, Hey, I'm in Walmart. And my wife says, Hey, go to such and such aisle real quick. The bananas were still there and rotting. Nasty, ladies and gentlemen. Nasty. Um, Steve. Yes. Uh, Kira, Christine. um, OMG, I worked for Kmart when I was 17, and that was my first horrible retail experience. You'd think I would have learned my lesson. (laughs) I started there when I was 18. Yeah, you would have thought so. All right, C tier. This is going to piss Alex off. GameStop. It's, 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 it's a video game store. They've treated their employees like garbage for a while. Um, fear, Fearmonger worked for them, was a key carrier, so I have inside information. They treat their employees like shit. They really do. And it's not just him. Read the reports, whatnot. And you can't really say a lot about their in-stock position because it's a bunch of empty game cases on walls now i will say the gentleman that my son worked for as he called him he's a champion <laughs> we'll just leave it at that he he ran a good store his store was clean but i've been in several game stops that are just like trash pits i mean it's it, it's like i would rather go on amazon and order my game stuff from them i really would second and charles is hard for me because alex i know the one you go into the second in Charles and Kennesaw from a video game standpoint is one of the most amazing places you will ever walk into. It is just like, oh, great. Atmosphere, but great community. Great but it goes to sea level because the one here is is second in Charles here has gotten worse and worse and worse since the pandemic started. Um, it's blown out. Their video game section is shrinking. Um, and it just isn't as crisp as it used to be. Now, the the second in Charles in Kennesaw, and I don't know if Witt's watching tonight. He worked for that one. He'll tell you. I think that was like the number one second in Charles in the company. Um, yeah, they're a sight to behold. Until you get to the back aisles of clearance and whatnot, where it's all dark and people can like abduct you and stuff because nobody's ever back there. Um, <laughs> Kohl's, I, you know, Kohl's is just middle of the road for me. I don't really shop at Kohl's. The last time I went in Kohl's, I thought it looked fine, whatnot. I, it, I just kind of put it in the middle of Kohl's. I don't have a lot of experience with it. B tier, Best Buy. All right. From a store condition standpoint, the one here is in pretty good shape. They're clean. Um, everything's laid out pretty well. And actually, for the most part, customer service, I mean, I've got people hounding me, hey, do you need help with anything? Now, mind you, that was pre-layoffs. So I imagine if I go in now, it's probably just a ghost town with tumbleweeds rolling around as far as employees go. But pre that, Best Buy, not a problem. Uh, the running joke in my family was daddy wasn't allowed to go into Best Buy because every time he came out, he came out with a TV. So... Um, once again, going on store conditions, customer service and whatnot, I have to rank Hobby Lobby a B. I worked for them for several years. Was it a great experience? You can only buy arts and crafts. Time out, son. Time out. Was it a great experience? Yeah. About the first half of it. Yeah. Second half, not so much, but from a store condition standpoint, Hobby Lobbies look great. You can't walk into a Hobby Lobby and tell me it looks like shit. They look amazingly well-kept. Regardless of the fact I hate the fact that they sell Christmas merchandise eight months out of 12. Year-round. Yeah. But from a store condition standpoint, I got to give them props, man. You know, they're very old school in the systems that they use and what they do. But Hobby Lobby stores look pretty damn good. It's really hard to find stores that look better. And so I'm going to give props or props do. I do know the amount of work that goes into that. And I know those managers, God bless, they're working 70 hours a week to, to keep, to maintain that. But they do a fine job. And those managers deserve a lot more than what they get. Uh, five below. Every five below I've been into, the one here, they're in really good shape. They're clean, man. They're well stocked. They're well lit. They've got people on the floor. Um, I do disagree as far as 
movie theater candy dollar tree wins that hands down because of the dollar candy boxes but five below if all the stores in the chain continue like the ones i've been in they're going to be very successful because they look good man they're clean and you know there are some good deals to find if you're into some things i mean if you're collecting amiibos by god they've got enough animal crossing amiibos five dollars or below to you know stock a trailer but for the most part man all the five belows i've been in they're great i mean and 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 they're not claustrophobic um they're fairly well laid out and i haven't been into one that's been in the floor like a dollar tree or a dollar general a tier target absolutely um you can't beat them i think they're exceptional in what they do i think the private label food their archer farm stuff is fantastic they're just a great retail experience all the way around they're clean um they're well stocked they have people on the floor so it's great then s tier Publix. i mean what can you say we all need food we all need groceries and sure maybe their prices are a little high but they're great but one thing i would like to mention is alex you said you'd never find a finer grocery store it's not true. You don't have them there yet, but I suspect you will. There's a grocery store chain called Lowe's Foods that makes Publix look like kindergarten. They're that good. Yeah, I read Lowe's Food Store is awesome, and I read that as that's the lesser food store. Um, hey, I mentioned Lowe's Food, and that was before I even saw your 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 chat. But Lowe's Food's great. They even have a beer den. That's winter, winter chicken dinner right there. Game small, GameStop yeah, smells good. like farts and bo. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's store. Con- yeah, gamers will tell you GameStop's great. Real people are like, oh, I don't know what the deal is. And uh, Steve, you've never obviously played any Smash Brothers tournament ever, because we are notorious. <laughs> For not taking baths before Smash. I don't think that's something that you need to love, be be bragging about online. So, so guys. That's how the Smash community is, bro. So, look, Shadow Axe Kid says, compared to other stores, GameStop doesn't seem to be the cleanest. Out of the mouths of babes. We'll just leave it at that. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are sitting at an hour and nine minutes. We thank all of y'all for watching. Uh, we're going to try to keep these things around an hour now so I can get them to other platforms without having to do a lot of editing. Um, you guys make sure that you go to our YouTube and subscribe. We'd really appreciate it. We're really trying to hit a hundred subs here very, very shortly. Um, thanks for all the interaction in the chat. I'm sure we'll be getting some messages here shortly from other people that maybe are a little shy to interact, but as always interaction and participation we'd really really do appreciate it um before we sign off here alex you got anything real quick where can they find you where can they find me they can find me at twitch.tv slash addicts 2993 the obligatory self-plug of the stream and you can find me on youtube.com slash capital a ddex2993 I play games and I also do cooking videos Swedish chef like what Swedish chef but yeah just getting my YouTube content started um, I got a wave of new stuff be coming out soon be great if y'all went, y'all guys went and checked that out and yeah so for any of you guys out there that work retail wednesdays are going to be this is our meeting place man the retail war zone every wednesday night at 8 p.m send us questions at the generation void at gmail.com um any topics you'd like to cover send there as well i don't really care let's just expose it for what it is and call it a day um other than that thank everybody for watching that was here tonight and participated in the chat and we will see you next time monday night uh we'll be i think alex and i have decided uh, alex would you agree we're doing a video game not monday oh yeah we're gonna be talking about that nintendo correct so monday night's gonna be um 
Don't go alone. It's dangerous. It's dangerous to go, to go alone. So we'll be talking video game talk. But Wednesday nights are always retail. Uh, Friday by Friday, we will also have the audio of this show up on Spotify. It'll also be on Amazon Music. Um, we'll actually have this on Instagram. So it's all sorts of places you can find and spread and spam people. Uh, I'd like to see a lot of retail managers kind of come into this and really participate because we're the guys who took all the beatings and we need a voice and, and, uh, maybe it's just time. I don't know. So anyway, thank all you guys for watching. We'll see you Monday night for it's dangerous to go alone. And we'll talk the Nintendo direct. And then the following Wednesday will be Retail Warzone again. So thank everybody.